have it or not. This is Round Ball Roundup on utahjazz.com. I'm JP Chunga. Actor Michael Pena joins us on the program for an all-star edition. And I was thinking about this right when I saw him on the Jumbotron. Boston in town. Oh, we should get him on the podcast. So we did. Listen to his review as he came to the Viv and enjoyed a basketball game. But I think it's time to address it, as I'm sure you were waiting for my thoughts. I was bemused by the decision-making, confused that it took so long, gutless in the way that it was handled, sad, but enough about Coach Lyman's freshman boys basketball team. I've gotten over it. The All-Star Draft. Donovan on Team Durant, Rudy on Team LeBron, Quinn coaching that squad. It's very easy to come on here, cup the ear, Hulk Hogan style, and playing you clips to get you riled up. That's very, very easy. The solace to take from this and to look at during this entire All-Star break is that three jazz players and coaches will be recognized this weekend. Quinn's going to be the coach. Rudy and Donovan are going to be players. Sarcastic WandaVision meme aside about no jazz slander, this can be an opportunity to really have fun. Go full heel. Embrace and enjoy the time that the Jazz are in the national conversation and there are enemies to that process. The Rock was a heel at one point. The Rock. There's so much fun to have in that space. And we can have it together. Go full Arya Stark on her semester abroad. Carry a list with you. Repeat it to yourself while you're doing chores. Like, honey, why are you repeating Nick Wright over and over and over again? You've been washing that same dish for an hour. Shaq has no jazz DNA. The refs on Wednesday, you know, I'll need a hair sample. But early returns say maybe not. The joy that comes out of this can be the jokes, can be that Jazz are 27-9, and nine, number one in the West, number one in the league, best point differential, most threes. If the Clippers and Lakers have to run through each other to get to the Western Conference Finals, and you see Phoenix have a first-round matchup against Dame, well, what happens? That's the dream scenario. Then we can start cup in the ear, putting people's faces in it. Because the only currency in the league is rings. Look at the dream team. What does everybody make fun of Charles for not having? It's the ring. And Charles, by the way, Jazz DNA. It's the rings argument. And right now the Jazz don't have that. So just embrace the lighter side until that happens. Hashtag no Jazz DNA at JP underscore Chunga. Let me know who doesn't have it, who does. If you're listening to a podcast, somebody doesn't consider the Jazz serious contenders, put them in there. And then get to be the hero, like Ari in the end. Spoiler alert. Okay, as always, let others let you know you're listening to the podcast. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. We're everywhere. We're up on social media as well. You can see Michael Pena in the flesh on there. Five stars, nice reviews. That's all I ask of you. Terrence in Tom and Jerry. It's a new movie that he's in. I watched it. Brought you back to memories of Looney Tunes back in action. He not only went to a jazz game, he went with Ryan Smith. And so I want to get behind that relationship where they met, 
how it all started, and what was his review of the Viv and jazz fans. We talked about that. Please enjoy our talk with Michael Pena. Stop it, guys. Stop it. Um, dude, you know what's funny? It's Tom and Jerry, man. Tom and Jerry was actually a, a surprise success, you know, because we're in the pandemic or whatnot, but I think people just wanted to go see it with their with their families, and I, I think, you know, families have the have the benefit of like being together so there could be five six people together and then they social distance from other um families and, and you know it did it did okay you know um but i was on the jumbotron at uh at the utah jazz game and i got it whoa they were so impressive because you hear about them because i'm from chicago right yeah um of course i like the bulls and i live in la as well so i do like the clippers and you know i, I like the lakers a little bit um, I'm, I'm a fan of just any, just pro sports, you know, cause I just been jumping around so much. Um, and I gotta, I gotta admit, dude, I was really impressed with the Utah ball that you guys got going, you know, like, uh, there's, you guys got a lot of really amazing players, obviously, uh, with Donovan and, and Conley. Um, but then you also have, um, what's the center's name? Um, Rudy, Rudy Gobert. Oh my gosh. Um, I really got to see his game and it, it's, you know, you, you, you always hear about it, like how somebody's progressing and you're like, dude, they're professionals. How, what more can they possibly progress? How much more can they possibly progress? And you see it with these guys, you know, they're, uh, I guess pro ball is just a whole different thing, you know, like you, um, but you watch these guys and, and, um, you know, it, they reminded me, remember of the, the 76ers back in the, in the day when they won the championship? Because, you know, they work really well as a team, except there's more stars on this team. Um, so it, it was really impressive. And, you know, you guys have so many shooters uh, on the squad as well. And you have, you know, you've got a bunch of guys that rebound really strongly. And, I, you know, I was just really, really impressed. How was the experience to getting there to the game and enjoying it live in person? One of the events that most people haven't taken advantage of is seeing live basketball. How was the experience for you? It, it was amazing. But plus, I'm, you know, I'm friends with Ryan Smith, who's a good buddy of mine, and he just bought them. I mean, he just bought the Utah Jazz, dude, which I think, you know, it's a, it's a dream for that guy, man. And he's he's like, there's no more... I mean, I'm sure it happens with everyone, but dude, everyone's like super proud to be from Utah. If you're from Utah, you're super proud to be from Utah and he's no exception. And so when, uh, when I heard that, you know, that, you know, he was buying this thing or they were letting him buy it, to be honest, um, he was so ecstatic and I was happy for him. Cause it's like, it's such a huge dream. And he's got like, he wants to, to um, improve on the culture that's already there. And I was like, dude, I, I, you know, I remember Stockton and Malone playing against the Bulls, dude. And you, there is already a strong, strong basketball culture in, in, uh, in Utah. Um, so it was rad, man. We went through the back. Uh, I've never been with an owner before. So he's like. In that player you know, tunnel? Yeah, man. I was like, you know, I've done that before, you know, but like, it's different when it's, when it's with the owner, you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Like it's, it's, you know, cause when I met him, he was a businessman, you know what I mean? And then there's a couple of things that happened and then all of a sudden he was more than a businessman. And then now it's, you know, kind of uh, becoming the same. 
but we're, we're, you know, we're golfing buddies. And so when one of your buddies like buys a, 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 an NBA team, it's just shocking. And uh, it's, and you know, when you're, you know, I remember being in the, in the, in the, in the room and saying like, dude, can I, is this cool? Can I have that, this soda? Is that okay? And he's like, yeah, no, dude, you're fine, dude. You can have the soda. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, <laughs> like, he's like, you can, you can have a soda, Mike. And I was like, well, what, what about the ice cream? Cause the ice cream is so good, dude. Um, so anyway, dude, and then I met, you know, we, we went and Tony Finau was sitting right behind us. Yep, good buddy. The golfer. Good, yeah, great golfer, dude. Such a great golfer. Um, he's, he, he's, he's been having some bad breaks lately because he's like, at Riviera, um, I'll go off on a tangent here. He's like, I was like, okay, you got to shoot five under. The guy will shoot seven under. And, you know, somebody would just come up clutch. But he's going to win. And when he's going to win, he's going to win a lot. Um, so, so he was right behind us. And then my buddy, Mike Bennett, was there. Ash, um, you know, uh, Ryan's wife. And then, uh, you know, uh, Jason Glenn and a bunch of other, you know, good friends uh, from Utah were there. And it was awesome, man. The stadium is great. Um, it's I can only imagine what it's going to what it's going to feel like once it's packed. It's going to be I, I can't wait to go back, you know, hopefully soonish um, when this vaccine takes and I'm able to experience some like big Utah games because the, the it's almost like a blessing in a weird way. Like these guys, these young guys are are, you know, finding their way into being a real solid team. And then when you add the uh the excitement and the energy of, of that crowd it's they're going to perform like like you know like voltron or something like they're going to come together and and just uh you know really explode it's going to be exciting well i can only imagine you coming back to a full crowd because you had 1500 and it still sounds so so loud when you're in there from our experience but 19,000 people are there and everybody's oh, standing it is an insane atmosphere if you're able to, to be able to come once we have a full stadium. Please, by all means, show up for that. I think it's going to be easier to get a, a, a jazz ticket than it is to get a Clippers ticket. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I know somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have an in there. Yeah, yeah. So you're good. Where did that relationship start for you, getting that um, in with, with Ryan Smith? So it was about five, maybe six years ago, man. Michael Bennett, a good buddy of ours, uh, started this thing, and I think Ryan did as well, started this thing called the Crew Cup. Um, and it's a bunch of guys from Utah, you know, and they bring, on, bring in other people. And I've done pro-ams before, but this is like a, uh, like a match play kind of thing. It's like one person against the next person. And, uh, and, you know, people feel nerves and they feel pressure. It's awesome. And, um, and I love golf and I love to compete. And uh, we just hit it off, man. Like, you know, uh, Daniel Summerhays was there, Tony Finau, uh, Danny Ainge, uh, Chris Pronger, the NHL player. There was, uh, there, there was, it's amazing to me, like how many friends I made within those three or four days, you know, like, and, and they were fast friends. Um, and I still talked to a bunch of them, like Brian Santiago, who's the director of sports at, uh, at BYU as well. Um, you know, they're all buddies that I could just call up now. They're just, they're just friends, you know? And so I met him as part of the group. And then um, I wanted to get golf lessons from Boyd Summerhays. And Boyd Summerhays teaches Tony Finau. And so I said, oh, how can I make this happen? Because I love going to, 
to like, um, you know, golf camps and stuff. Like that's what I get for my birthday. And so uh, I asked the wife, he was like, what do you think? And, and I said, you know, a friend, I could say with a friend, it was Ryan Smith um, in his house. Uh, and so I stayed with him and for like three, for over the weekend. And then I got lessons from Boyd Summerhays and they're, oh man, I, I, I don't know if I could do that again. Cause he like now Boyd Summerhays is just completely blown up. He's, he's like one of the best teachers, uh, you know, in the country and, and the world. Um, so I was very fortunate to do that. But, um, and then again, that's another thing. Uh, we just became better friends because of that. And then when I go to Pebble beach, I meet those guys up there and, uh, and you know, my wife gives me the pass. Like if, if Ryan Smith and those guys, cause they're just, dude, they're just solid guys, man. Salt of the earth, like really good guys. Um, really lead by example, you know, uh, men of faith and they're just solid individuals and they're, you want to have friends like that. You know what I mean? Cause I think of it as like, you know, 10 or 20 guys, um, that are like that. And so I consider them all pretty good friends. And so I, I get the pass when I say, hey, you know, Ryan Smith or Michael Bennett, you know, Brian Santiago, somebody like they they invited me somewhere. She's like, okay, you know what I mean? So that's awesome. It's awesome. Who is the most competitive on the golf course? Danny Lynch, you know, the Celtics guy, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, he's on fire, man. He just wants to win, win, win. I've never seen somebody so competitive, and now I understand why he's, he was such a great basketball player. What separates him? I don't know, man. Like, I played against him at Bandon Dunes about six years ago. That was, yeah, that was the first time that I did the Crew Cup, and it was, it was about five or six years ago, something like that. Um, and, and I know him, and, I, you know, he was a, a valid, like, four handicap or something like that. And uh, I was a five handicap, four handicap or something like this. And, um, and he played lights out, man. There was, there was like, it was so cool to see because, you know, we're golfing, right? But he had this space that he would go to that's a quiet, intense space. And you can, you can tell that he was just focusing um, like, like nothing I've ever seen. And I, you know, it, it was really impressive just to see the way he went about you know, playing his game, which I bet you, he, I know for a fact he had that same fire when he played basketball because I actually looked him up on, on YouTube and I saw, and I saw how like, how like 100% committed he was to that, you know? And he's a tough guy, Danny H, when he was on the basketball floor, he would, he would. He's still a tough up. guy, dude. He's still a tough guy. Don't let him mind you, dude. He's, he's, he's a tough guy still. I would not want to mess around with him. What is your game? How do you, how are you mentally in there when you get on the golf course? What is Michael Pena like to play with? You know, what's interesting. It's because I, you know, obviously like acting has taught me a lot of patience, right? Like where you, where you want to get just on that day, just focus on that scene. Right. Because you're telling us stories and sometimes we shoot movies. Like it's a hundred, it's 120 days. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's five months, you know, it's, it's, it can be a long, long shoot. And so you just have to um, just keep your patience and then one scene at a time, you know, one moment at a time and, and then rehearse well enough and, and, and don't get overwhelmed by doing the entire thing and just take it bit by bit. That's exactly what I do. But I, and something about that, that tournament, the crew cup gets me so fired up, dude. I start, I start, you know, three months before that I start practicing. I start practicing my short game, short putts, 
you know, I started practicing that. It's like the equivalency of practicing like free throws, you know, like I just, I get such in the zone. And oddly enough, like, of course I feel pressure and I feel a little bit of nerves, but I play almost better, you know, because it's, it's, you can't try to control it and your, your focus just becomes better. Um, and it's kind of like that in, in, in acting as well, where you sometimes surprise yourself at what you could do. Cause you're, you know, even if you know how somebody's going to say it, like an actor can know how they're going to say it, know what they're going to do. They're looking for that extra little special something, you know, and you're just hoping for that on the golf course. What do you find more challenging acting or golf? Mm. I think everything in life kind of ties in together, right? Like, um, you know, you see boxers, you know, not do very well because they, they have some problems at home or, or, you know, and then, and then it's something that they have to try to, uh, you know, find a distraction or, or not concentrate on that. But that, but not trying to do something is, is still doing something, you know what I mean? You're actively doing something. So um, it, 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 it's all kind of blends in together because it seems like anytime you're trying to be successful or try to win, quote unquote, like it, 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 it puts a little bit of pressure on yourself and then you just have to keep focus. You know, the, the, you got to use the focus, your focus. Tom and Jerry, it's out now on HBO Max in theaters. What was the experience of acting with animation who was a puppet while you were on set? Well, yeah, so, so you did your homework. That's cool. Um, a lot of, lot of people, uh, I can tell they didn't watch the, they, they haven't read any of the interviews. They're like, so how was it? Did you, uh, you know, some of them actually like big critics would, would uh, said, you know, so you're a voice in it, right? I was like, oh, you know, obviously didn't watch the movie. No, I the watched person. the movie too. I did both. Oh, nice. There you go, dude. Terrence. Um, it was, it was, it was a game changer because um, if you're trying to tell a joke to a tennis ball, or not, not a joke or, or just like, I didn't treat, treat it as a joke, but if you're trying to do some kind of humor, right. And then you're looking at a tennis ball, it's really hard to gauge what the tennis ball will, how, how, how the character would react here. We had these amazing puppeteers where um, they were able to emote perfectly. Like as, and you know, if I said something mean, like they would, you know, they put their head down kind of sad and then i would you know if they looked at you you're like don't look at me like that and they dude, there's a bunch of stuff that they used um just from those little um you know interactions that kind of kept it in the zone now this is a little bit of a different um um you know a live action movie this is like a feel-good movie you know what i mean where you're just trying to have fun trying to get people together and and have a good time you know there's there's a a, a big um kind of a I don't know, trend of like, where some of these animated movies make you really sad. You know, they deal with a lot of loss and, you know, they're great movies, but sometimes you just want to have fun, you know, and especially during this time of, uh, you know, where families can get together. I think this is the perfect movie for this time. Remind me a little bit of Looney Tunes back in action. Dude, I mean, that's one of the reasons that I did it. Like my brother's a huge fan, by the way. And he's, a, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, he's, a, yeah, he's a sheriff. Um, and he was really excited that I was doing it because I remember, uh, you know, when we would come home from school every, every day, three o'clock, three to three 30, we would watch some Tom and Jerry. And it was, and it was just that, you know, you'd watch it and it was a reward. 
um, for, you know, doing your stuff at school, doing well, hopefully. And then our, our parents would come in and tell us to do our homework and then put <laughs> us right to work. But we had an hour. We had an hour to four, like 45 minutes to an hour. And we watched Tom and Jerry almost every day. Well, I bet if your parents, like your wife, knew you had friends like Ryan Smith, they would, they would allow you the pass to go out and watch a little Tom and Jerry with them. Not anymore. Not, it's only golf. It, it, you know what? It, it, like, and I have okay. to earn it. You know what I mean? Okay. Ryan Smith's a great guy, but he's, <laughs> he's not that great. <laughs> Michael Pena on Round Ball Roundup on utahjazz.com. Michael, we can't wait to host you when there's a full crowd and when hopefully more people get the vaccine. Thank you so much for taking the time. Absolutely, man. Have a good one, brother. I've learned in just researching for this, you're very good at imitations, using imitations in some of your acting. Do you have a Ryan Smith imitation? Ryan, Ryan is this guy, right? There's no imitation because he doesn't have, like, okay. there's nothing extremely extinct. He's like, I know, man, we can do it. He's like, it's almost it, like nothing is impossible. You know what I mean? He's like, dude, it's a challenge. We can do it, dude. Like literally he's, he's like, I was like, I don't, I don't know. And he's like, dude, let me call somebody. And you know what I mean? It's like, I was like, dude, we don't even have a spaceship yet, dude. And he's like, whoa, hold up. I know Elon, I'm, you know, that's never come up, but he's that guy that like. But he would figure it out. You figure out, dude, like you just don't bet against that guy. 